Greetings to each one this morning. It's a blessing to be able to assemble together in the house of the Lord. I think I would rather make announcements, but here we are. In Luke uh, chapter 4, you may recall that Jesus came into the synagogue, it says, and that he opened the book and he read from Isaiah chapter 61. So if you want to turn to Isaiah chapter 61, I'd like to read the passage that Jesus was reading from there in Luke chapter 4. Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. The title of the message this morning is taken from verse 3, and the title is Trees of Righteousness. Now Jesus, when he read there in Luke 4, he stopped at verse 2. But then we have verse 3. Uh, and when he read that, if you remember, he said that today this is being fulfilled in your ears, I believe he said. And so this passage was, was a prophecy of Christ when he came that he would set the captives free, he would bring good tidings to the meek, uh, bind up the brokenhearted, and so forth. And then verse 3 talks about giving to them beauty for ashes, all of joyful mourning, garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And I believe also that comes through Christ. He gives that even today. Uh, and it's interesting as I read over that, those three things that are mentioned in verse 3 all relate somewhat to trees, if you think about it. Uh, of course, ashes come from the burning of trees. Uh, oil of joy is often comes from the olive tree. And garment of praise, uh, there are some fibers from trees that go into making clothes. And so all this relates to trees, and it says that we might be called trees of righteousness. And so this morning the challenge is, are we being a tree for God? Are we able to stand for Him and be righteous in our living, uh, to be planted of the Lord? Are we allowing God to plant us or to transplant us wherever He wants us? And through all that, that he might be glorified. And today, he still gives beauty for ashes. Uh, We may have circumstances in life that we think are destroyed or are ashes, but God can bring beauty 
out of that. Only God can do that. Uh, Joy for mourning and praise for heaviness. That's the God we serve. And we are called to be trees of righteousness, to stand tall and to live righteous lives as we live our life in Christ. And so this morning, that basically is the message in a nutshell. What kind of tree am I in this world that I'm living in? Am I living a righteous life? Am I allowing God to uh, place me or plant me? And am I bringing glory to God? And as we think of bringing glory to God, that would give somewhat the thought of fruit bearing. Am I bearing fruit for God? And I want to look at that just a little bit uh, because most of the passages that we look at today talk about bearing fruit. And so what did Jesus say about bearing fruit? If you want to turn to Matthew chapter 7, he talks about fruit bearing. Matthew 7 verses 15 to 20. He's talking here about false prophets. He says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. So God is calling us to fruit bearing. What kind of fruit is my tree producing? A good tree, it says, brings forth good fruit. Corrupt trees bring forth bad fruit. And it says there that by their fruits ye shall know them. And trees that are not bringing forth good fruit are cut down or destroyed. The challenge is that we produce fruit in our Christian lives. Luke 3, we have John the Baptist also speaking about this. Luke 3 and verse 9 He says, And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. And so then the people came to him and said, Well, then what shall we do? In verse 10. And he answered and said unto them, He that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. And he that hath meat, let him do likewise. Then came also publicans to be baptized and said unto him master what shall we do and he said unto them exact no more than that which is appointed you and the soldiers likewise demanded of him saying and what shall we do and he said to them do violence to no man neither accuse any falsely and be content with your wages and so as I looked at this response here to the people they asked what should we do And he talked in there about giving, about being honest, no violence, don't falsely accuse, and be content. 
And so these are fruits that should be coming from our lives as well as trees of righteousness. These are the fruits, or some of the fruits, that should be coming forth. Jude 12 also talks about this. It speaks there of false teachers and those that are disobedient. It talks about them as trees. And it says there that they are dried up fruit or without fruit. And so just warnings for us as Christians, how is our fruit crop? Am I a tree of righteousness producing good fruit? John 15, 8 Jesus said, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Let's turn now to Psalm 1. A very familiar passage that speaks of a tree. Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Here in verse 1 and 2 we have a description of a man, a man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners. Verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. If we experience verses 1 and 2, then I believe we can experience verse 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Uh, a tree that is planted by the river. You see the picture, the tree that has roots that are there, connected to the moisture. It bears fruit. It says it does not have a dry season because the dry season doesn't affect it because the roots are tapped into the water, to the river. This is the life of a tree planted by the river, a righteous, a tree of righteousness. And verse 6 says, the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. And so God knows our lives. He knows our, our fruit and he sees what we're doing. I believe we are to keep ourselves in this position. A tree that is Planted by the water, roots go deep. That's what God would desire in our lives. A person in verse 2 that is delighting in the law of the Lord. We must keep ourselves in that position if we want to be a righteous tree. Let's go now to Jeremiah 17. 
we have a, a similar passage, Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 8. Now the first few verses are actually opposite from the first verses of Psalms 1. Here he's talking about a person, it says in verse 5, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Again, the first few verses here are talking about the sin of Judah. And it's, again, opposite from those first verses. And so this person that trusts in man, it says his heart has departed from the Lord, and then it describes this person. It says this person is like a shrub in the desert. That's what that word heath would, would mean. It's like a little scrub uh, bush uh, Somewhere I read something like a dwarf juniper is stunted in appearance. That's the type of uh, the analogy of a person who has left the Lord, who has departed from the Lord. It talks of a salt land where there's no life. But then the contrast is in verse 7. The man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. And then we have a verse very similar to you. Psalms 1, that man is blessed, his hope is in the Lord, and again, the, the roots are next to the river, they're tapped into the water source, we're talking spiritually, you know, if, you're, if the roots are there, uh, tapped into the word of God, then you're blessed, and you do not, it again talks about uh, the heat or the drought is not noticed in this person, and he bears fruit. And so the, the thought here, I think, is we do face troubles and difficulties in life, and yet if we're grounded in God and His Word, those troubles do not trip us up. The challenge is to let our roots go deep, that were tapped into the river of life, the Word of God. So this morning, is this a picture of you and me? What kind of tree am I? What kind of tree are you? Are we a tree of life that is tapped into the river, or are we a shrub, a dwarf shrub in the wilderness, in the desert, that does not have much life in it. I'd like to look now at a few verses in Scripture that talk about different trees and challenge us, you know, what kind of tree are we? 
Let's go to Psalms 52. Psalms 52. Verses 5 through 9. Here it's talking about the wicked. It says, God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living, Selah. The righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him. Lo, this is the man <coughs> that made not God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it, and I will wait on thy name, for it is good before thy saints. <clears throat> Verse 5, he's talking about rooting out the wicked. Uh, again, a, a thought that goes along with trees and roots. Here he's rooting out the wicked. But verse 8, the writer says, I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in thy mercy and I will praise the Lord. This is the challenge for us today. Are we like that green olive tree? Uh, I don't know a whole lot about olive trees, but other than what I've read, but a spiritual application, again, of trees that he's saying we should be like the olive tree I understand grows slow it grows to old age which gives the thought of enduring to the end not falling away uh, olive oil is something we know about and it's used for a salve it's used for food it's used for healing it's used for anointing uh, it's used for burning to make light. I understand olive trees, uh, maybe Robert knows more about this than I do, but uh, olive trees are easy to root or to maybe easy to, to just place them and they take root, which would give us the thought of growing where you're planted. It's some good analogy here for the Christian life. A tree of righteousness. Are we a tree that has fruits similar to this olive tree? Okay, let's look at another one. Let's go to Hosea chapter 14. One of the books towards the end of the Old Testament. Hosea 14, verses 6 through 8, says, His branch shall spread, and his beauty shall be as the olive tree, and his smell as Lebanon. They that dwell under the shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn, and grow as the vine. The scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, What have I to do any more with idols? I have heard him and observed him. I am like a green fir tree, from me is thy fruit found. 
He speaks here of different things that grow. But he says, I am like a green fir tree. And again, talks about the fruit. Uh, fir tree, I understand, is a similar or in the family of the cypress. Again, a thing of beauty. I um, understand cypress trees can grow very tall, some as high as 300 feet, some as, as wide as 10 feet across. Uh, again, a tree of righteousness, a tree that stands tall, that is uh, stability, has a grounded good root system. Again, spiritual challenges for us as Christians. Let's go to Psalm 92. We see a couple other trees. Psalms 92 verses 12 to 15. It says, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. In He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Here mentions... The palm tree, it says in verse 12, righteousness shall flourish like the palm tree. The palm tree is a tree that has, again, a tree of beauty and usefulness. I understand that according to encyclopedia that the palm tree has up towards 360 different uses. Uh, Think of different things. Some we saw in Belize quite a bit, but you can use the leaves for roofing, for thatch roof. It has oil as well for healing, uh, food, ropes, timber, bags, baskets. The coconut tree is in that family, the palm tree. Uh, and so, and again... We are to be like a palm tree, a tree that has many uses, that has gifts and talents, the challenge for us in our spiritual lives. And then it talks about the cedar tree. Again, a tree of couldn't be of size, it's an evergreen, it's beauty, it's long life, uh, beautiful wood coloring, various things like that. We are called to be a tree like that. Verse 13, it talks about being planted in the house of the Lord, and we could also uh, use the analogy of the church there. We are to be planted or set in the house of the Lord to be a part of a church. Verse 14 talks about the fruit in old age, still bearing fruit in old age, and that's such a blessing to see older people who are faithful, Faithfully serving the Lord. Uh, that's a real challenge and a blessing. And then verse 15, to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And I think that would carry the thought of being a witness and a testimony. To show to others uh, that we are serving the Lord.
What kind of tree am I this morning? What kind of tree are you? Are we a tall tree of righteousness? Or are we that small shrub in the desert land? May we be trees for God and uh, fruitful as we saw in many of those verses that also talked about fruit. May we produce fruit for God. Now I'd like to look at just a couple of characteristics of trees. Uh, just challenge to us, if we're to be a tree of righteousness, what kind of characteristics does a tree have? The first one I have is that they turn towards the light. Uh, most plants, trees, will turn towards the light. Uh, a year or two ago I raised some tomatoes and set them in the windowsill and most of you probably have experienced this, but they'll start leaning towards the window. And so maybe after a couple of days you have to turn them around so they don't lean too far and then they straighten back up and they lean back towards the light. And so that's, that's true with plants and trees. They pull towards the light. There's been experiments done where uh, plants were put in a closet in darkness to see what they would do, and they do not mature very good. They become pale and thin. And so we need to, as Christians, turn towards the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world in John 8. Are we looking to the light of Jesus Christ, or are we distracted by things of the world? Number two is the trees put their roots down. Psalms 1 talked about being planted by the river of water. It also talked about that the person that is that tree by the river is a person that meditates in the law of God. That's the person that has deep roots. So may we be challenged to put our roots deep, and that takes place by studying and reading the Word of God. Uh, may we put our roots down deep and not just live on the surface. The deeper the roots, the more we can understand or withstand the trials and temptations and problems that come our way. If we have deep roots, we're not easily affected by those things. Some of you probably noticed in the recent storm, some of the trees that went down, I noticed uh, a lot of the trees I saw that went down, they just had a small little ball of roots. And so that's the reason they went down. They had no deep root system. May we strive to make our roots go deep. A third characteristic is they bring forth fruit. And we've already mentioned this a number of times. The scriptures mentioned that many times this morning in verses we looked at. And that takes our attention to Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. And Jesus said in John 15, He said, I choose you that ye should bring forth fruit. Or I chose you that you should bring forth fruit. So may we allow fruit to be produced from our lives. The fruit of the Spirit is a good place to look at what should be coming from our lives. May we be challenged by that. And then the fourth thing 
a tree is generally a long-term thing. I understand there's trees still alive today that were alive in the time of Moses. Uh, trees are generally long-term. And so we should think long-term in making spiritual decisions, not just what I want or what I like today or what I think would be good for me today, but we need to think about the future, uh, how it will affect my children or grandchildren down the road. What kind of decisions do I make? Is it short-term or long-term? And then concluding thoughts. In the beginning in Genesis, you remember that uh, God created the trees. Genesis 2 verse 9 says, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden. So we have that way back in Genesis that he created the trees. He had the tree of life there. Uh, we know that there's also the tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil. He told Adam and Eve not to to eat of, and they disobeyed. And so they were driven from the garden. Uh, it says, or gives thought that to keep them away from the tree of life because they had sinned. Then in Revelations 22, verse 2, talking about the throne of God, it says, in the midst of the street of it, on either side of it, of the river, was there the tree of life which bare fruits. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Tree of life will be in heaven. And again, it speaks of fruit. The leaves will be used for healing the nation and it will bear fruit. Verse, Revelation verse uh, 14, also in chapter 22, it has this verse, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. May that verse be a challenge to us today. We are blessed if we do his commandments. And if we are faithful, we will have right to the tree of life. May that be our challenge for us today, that we would be found faithful in serving the Lord, that we would be a strong tree of righteousness for him and a witness to the world, and that our lives can bring forth much fruit. May the Lord bless us and challenge us as we think of a tree being a tree of righteousness. Let's have a song.